raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven the number two, savelives.org is their important website. Lots and lots of ball. This is We should have called this the ball show years ago. The man who keeps you on top of everything, he is the secretary of scores. It's Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the best. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to all. Let's start with some high school basketball around the state of Indiana, beginning with the Central Christian Tournament. It was Cross Point Christian knocking off Central Christian, 58-44. Horizon Christian defeated Indianapolis Heron, 57-27. It was Northwest Homeschool, 62, Purdue Poly, 21. And Indianapolis Homeschool wins the Central Christian Tournament, blasting Irvington Prep, 66 258. To the Delphi Classic, Rossville over Pioneer 56-52. Winnemac edged out a win over Delphi 48-42. It was Taylor defeating North Montgomery 47-34. And Frankfurt takes care of North Newton 67-49 for the first place game of the Delphi Classic. Let's move to the full look at the Kokomo Tournament. Kokomo with two wins today. One of them all over South Bend Riley, 81-54. As you heard from Greg Rakestraw, just the talent level in that game. That score does not totally, of course, define South Bend Riley. Good ball club. And, of course, South Bend Riley rebounded later on, beating Mount Vernon Fordville by a penny, 49-48. But it was Kokomo in the first place game, defeating Jeffersonville, 64-57. Elsewhere in that Kokomo tournament, Warren Central got past Mishawaka, 61-50. And Plainfield defeated New Haven, 67-51. In the Shenandoah Classic, Blackford over Rushville by a pair, 38-36. It was Indianapolis Lutheran beating Evansville Day, 61-28. One of the two wins on the day for Lutheran. They also got past Shenandoah, 60-45. Two W's on the day as well for Blackford. They topped North Knox later in the day, 51-44. Elsewhere, Rushville beat North Knox by a triple, 47-44. And Shenandoah by a deuce against Evansville Day, 46-44. Let's talk about some college basketball. Butler earlier in the day lost to Providence at the Dunkin' Donuts Center, 85-75 in overtime. Dogs are 10-3. The two teams had identical records heading into the day, and it was later determined Butler had a early travel day. They left at 4 a.m. for Rhode Island, was down big early, but in overtime it was Providence outscoring the Dogs 16-6 and beating them by 10. DePaul was in action. DePaul fell to East Texas Baptist. It was a final score of 76-72. Let's talk about the Pacers. They have lost 5 of 6 tonight to the Magic, 117-110. Second win of the season for Orlando over Indiana, the last on November 19th. Also was a high-scoring game, 128-116. Tonight, Orlando played a heck of a first quarter. Indiana got 24 points from Miles Turner, 29 from Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton also added 14 assists in the game, but 34 big points from Paulo Bancaro, the 2022 number one overall pick out of Duke. He really controlled things, and Indiana 
fell to Orlando, the Pacers' record now, and even 500 at 14-14. and 14. To the Indianapolis Colts, they're definitely scoreboard watching tonight when you take into account the two games. First of all, Pittsburgh blew out Cincinnati 34-11, which is unfathomable when you think about the Steelers. They looked terrible in Indianapolis last week. That was the Colts' last win. Colts are 8-6. Well, the Steelers blew out the Bengals, and remember, Cincinnati beat Indianapolis two weeks back. So both the Steelers and the Bengals are now 8-7, and seven. and then that AFC North, the Browns are 9-5, the Ravens are 11-3, everybody's above 500 in the AFC North. As for the Colts, they'll take on the Falcons tomorrow, Christmas Eve, 1 o'clock. Jonathan Taylor expected to play, coming off thumb surgery. He has not been in action since November 26th. Tough news, though. No Zach Moss. He was downgraded to out. And Michael Pittman back in concussion protocol. He cleared earlier in the week, is back in there. The Colts will also be without right tackle, Braden Smith. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. In the midst of all the basketball and football coming up, obviously, you have the national championship, the playoffs for the national championship in college football that is coming up next week we need to talk about that plus other football related things mr tom lemming if you are a high school football fan you know tom lemming because he is the he's the smartest guy out there he is a recruiting analyst high school football recruiting analyst has the Tom Lemming Report on CBS Sports Network and editor of the Tom Lemming Prep Football Report. Mr. Lemming, thank you so much for the call. Merry Christmas in advance, and thanks again for joining us tonight. My pleasure. Anytime. You have this time of year. We get ready to play for a national championship, uh, and you're, you're heavily involved, obviously, in all aspects of football, specifically high school and college and what have you. But in some ways, this has been a, a tumultuous time and will continue to be a tumultuous time for college football in our country. Well, yeah, you know, it's a, it, everything kind of happened at once, the uh, NIL and the transfer portal. And it's a different, difficult time for most coaches, and it's actually – tougher for the fans to, uh, you know, there had always been players that always been paid just under the table. Now it's mm-hmm. and over the table. So it's getting to be where the ball players are holding out. They're announcing for one school. So the other school come up with more money before they actually sign. It's no longer college football. It's professional football. Uh, but still the, there's millions of fans that love it. So we got to continue to keep pushing it and, talking about the recruiting and about uh, how things can get fixed if possible. I think one of the, yeah, th- that's that's a tall order quite frankly. I am a college basketball coach by trade. I did it for you know, I've been involved in all aspects of athletics in the college ranks in Indiana for over 30 years uh, as an administrator and as a coach. Um, what scares me is this is one of those things where you need to be careful what you wished for. You wanted the kids to be involved in, in more of the revenue. They're the ones clearly, you know, making the effort and doing all those things. And so now you've gotten that, but I don't think, I don't think 
the way the NIL was set up, uh, the way it's, it, there's no real way that it's being administered clearly across the board or fairly. And then the other part of it is the impact that it has not only on football, but other sports. Uh, and, and you know this better than I. If you look around at college football in our country, on most campuses, with the exception of your Power Five and some other selected campuses, football is a money loser. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. And uh, but for those other schools, football is a big money maker, and it helps support a lot of the other programs too. So I, I think um, what what had happened was I think they met well. This you know the legislatures of several mm-hmm. states that the players should be paid. I think California may have started it, and, but I do believe that they weren't aware of that. Um, it's going to be uneven. Uh, remember what happened at Texas A&M? They had perhaps the greatest class of all time come in two years ago, but yet they lost seven games because I think the freshmen coming in were getting a lot of money, but the players that were already starting on the team weren't, and it added to a lot of uh, you know mm-hmm. jealousy and and backbiting behind the guys. And you'll see that a lot now. I thought they should have come up with maybe a, a certain amount for each player. They make everything even. There wouldn't be that kind of jealousy and and things that are going on. But uh, right now they didn't they didn't get ahead of it. And uh, some ball players will be given millions while others aren't getting anything. So that's kind of a, a problem right now. And you know jealousy will rear its ugly head. And I don't know how you fix it now. They should have been ahead of it. Really <laughs> is ahead of anything. So uh, it. it, it I don't know how it's going to get fixed. Uh, nor do I. Smarter people than you and I uh, have have looked at this and tried to figure it out. And um, I'm not exactly sure what what the plan is. I do want to talk. We could talk about this for two for two hours. Uh, and and I'd, I'd love to continue to talk about it, but uh, we do have the uh, championships coming up. I'm curious as to your thoughts on that. Uh, and do we really have to wait another week for all the hype before we get a re- get a chance to play this game? Yeah, we do have to wait another week. Another week, and yeah, I'm I was one of those people that said that Florida State deserved to be in the four only be they've been undefeated. They lost their quarterback, but you can't take that game right. away from right. the quarterback. I think, uh, but I do think right now that Alabama probably would be the favorite. Although, you know, Michigan and Texas, they're all uh, able to upset them. So it's going to be kind of fun to watch. Tom, I need you to hang on for about three or four minutes if you can. Sure. We're going to, because you're going to get to hear your friend and mine, Brendan King, with our scores when we come back on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Colts and the Falcons tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock. Indianapolis is 8-6. and six. Now, Atlanta's still alive in that NFC wild card, but the Falcons, they're turning to Taylor Heineke under center tomorrow. That name may ring a bell because as a member of the Washington Commanders last year, Taylor Heineke beat the Indianapolis Colts. The Falcons are going to sit Desmond Ritter, the former Cincinnati quarterback. They have benched Ritter now twice on the year. Now, for Indianapolis, though, Jonathan Taylor's expected to play. We talked about that earlier, coming off thumb surgery. He has not played since November the 26th against Tampa Bay. That was Thanksgiving. JT will be back in there, but his running mate in the backfield, Zach Moss, 
will not be. Originally, Moss was questionable with a forearm problem downgraded today to being out. Michael Pittman also will be out. Traveled to Atlanta when he got off the plane, was experiencing concussion-like symptoms. That after being knocked out of the game last week against Pittsburgh. Braden Smith, Colts right tackle, will also be out. And as for the rest of that playoff picture, we talked about the games today. The Steelers blew out the Bengals 34-11. to No rhyme or reason right now to the AFC North. But the other game going on right now, Bills and the Chargers, 12 minutes to go fourth quarter. Bills on top of L.A., 21-16. That's as the Chargers last week fired their coach, Brandon Staley. Their interim, Griff Smith, has them in the game right now. And three of the four teams involved in these games today behind the Indianapolis Colts. The only one that was ahead of Indianapolis, the Bengals, and they lost today. Back to the great Tom Lemming and Bob Lovell. Welcome back, everyone. Great job, Brendan King. Brendan King. Cue up your microphone. Hey, Tom, that's your boy, Brendan King. I'm just happy. My job on this show is to get everyone from Brendan King to Brendan King. I fill in no. the time between. That's all. That's literally. That's all I do is fill the time between Brendan King and his tremendous uh, scoreboard updates. He's, you know, he. I, I listened to him doing the South Bend Cubs game. He's one of the best in the business. Matter of fact. I don't think he's too far away from the Chicago Cubs one of these days. He's a great announcer and a great baseball guy. So I'm really impressed with him when I listen to him broadcast the Cubs games. Well, we're just as lucky as a group could be to have him uh, with us. Uh, and, you know, he, he set this interview up, and I appreciate it. All right, Brendan King, your friend Tom Lemming's on the line. I'm yeah. going to let you throw that first softball, okay? Well, hey, Tom, you led me right into the question because we have spent some time together in South Bend at Four Winds Field, but that kind of off of you being on Notre Dame's campus checking out the Irish, and, heck, when we saw each other in South Bend this summer, we were talking about Sam Hartman and what he could do in South Bend. That has now been determined. Sam Hartman got the Irish as far as the Sun Bowl. Riley Leonard comes in, former Duke QB. is going to play for the Irish next year. Expectations for him, Tom Lemming? I think they're going to be pretty good. I know he's more of a runner than a passer, at least earned a reputation more as a runner than a passer. But he's got good skills. And what Mike Denbrock coming in to help him and Gino uh, as the quarterback coach, I think – Notre Dame fans should be really excited. They got some big time ball players, a couple of really good wide receivers coming through the transfer portal. And then um, Cam Williams from high school is one of the best wide receivers in the country out of the Chicago area. So I just think that uh, Notre Dame fans should really be more excited this year than they were last year, just because of the offensive coordinator coming in, putting in a new offense, another real good class coming in and some pretty good transfer Part of that, not just Leonard, as I mentioned, but the wide receivers are coming in. And they've gotten an excellent kicker, so it looks like they're building a pretty good team. And if they can get up to a great start, which is going to be difficult because they got to play their first game down in College Station against uh, Texas A&M. But if they do that, I, I do believe that they're going to uh, have a run at the national title next year. Hey Tom, can I go back and ask you your thoughts on the the, the football playoffs? Some I mean, you know you talked about uh, obviously the situation in terms of um, being in it and, and you know Florida State being left and all that. So what are your thoughts about uh, who might be playing for that championship? Well, I, they're all good teams. I just think the Alabama's got the experience, they got the coaching, uh, and uh, I would go with them. Although uh, Steve Sarkeesian learned under. 
uh, Nick Saban there at Alabama. Learned a lot more. He's a better coach now than he was even at Washington or USC. So I think they have a good chat. And obviously Jim Harbaugh is an excellent coach, and this could be his swan song. You just never know. But all the things that are coming down on him, he may find uh, it a little bit more safer up in the NFL. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. So, but it's a great uh, – 14, they're always going to wind up with great four great teams. I just thought Florida State deserved it being undefeated and, and not to be knocked out of it because their quarterback was knocked out. Obviously, they weren't a great team without him, but they kept winning. So um, and Ohio State won a few years ago where the third-string quarterback won the national title. So you just never know. Brendan, go ahead. Hey, Tom, I want to ask you about a new guy in town here in Indiana, and I don't know how closely you followed him at James Madison, but I'll tell you what, Kirk Signetti is is making plenty of headlines around here taking over from Tom Allen in Bloomington. Uh, you know, whether for good or bad, I, I know he has said plenty of stuff, and he's a confident guy, but he has seemingly backed that up recruiting-wise. You know, Donovan McCauley's coming back to IU. So where currently to you, Tom, is that Indiana football program, and how quickly can Sir Kurt Signetti turn it around? I don't think he'll turn it around quickly, but he is a good coach. It comes down to, you know, I've, I've learned this, Brendan, from Pete Carroll and Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, uh, all the guys, both Chef Beckler, like, all told me one thing, no matter how good of a coach you are, you win with talent. And Indiana still needs to upgrade their talent level. And plus, you know, he got uh, four Pac-12 teams coming in. Uh, it's going to be awfully difficult to move up as quick as you would like. But you just never know. You know, a lucky break here or there. But I, I think it'll take them a few years. Hey, Tom, we all in Indiana take great pride in, in being – uh, in some respects, we like to stretch the truth a tiny bit, the birthplace of basketball. We know it was Massachusetts, but uh, we feel like that uh, we, in fact, are the hotbed of basketball. Other states would say the same thing. But basketball is important in our state, yet more and more of our high school football players are becoming big-time recruits around the nation. Who are the top names that you're looking at coming out of our state in this upcoming season? Uh, you mean for this past year or next year? Next year, if you can, yeah. Well, yeah. for in, uh, I thought it was a very good year. There's, um, I would say, maybe um, seven or eight guys that could be nationally recruited uh, in the state of Indiana. And I was thinking um, uh, Mark Zachary, who's from Ben Davis, is possibly right. the best player. I really liked him a lot. I saw him about a year ago, and I was really impressed with him. Um, there's a quarterback, actually, uh, a defensive lineman named Shanklin, Damian Shanklin, also from, uh, I think, Warren Central, is a big-time ball player. I think those are the top two guys that would be considered All-Americans. The year now, the guys that are signing, Ian Moore is going to Ohio State. He's a big-time tackle from New Palestine. Uh, Styles Mm -hmm. Prescott from the Indianapolis area there at Hamilton Southeastern is going to, to Notre Dame. Uh, some big time guys. So I, I really was impressed. Miles Graham is a fantastic athlete as a wide receiver. So I think Indiana's doing a good job basketball, uh, football wise. I think over the past uh, five to six, seven years, you, you have seen an upgrade. And unfortunately for basketball, a lot of these guys would have been playing basketball. You know, Prescott is 6'6, Ian Moore is 6'6. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys are 6'6, six, 6'7. Six, six, and now they're going football instead of basketball in the state of Indiana. 
Zachary's maybe the exception. He's playing basketball at Ben Davis, and he's in a, he's he's good. He's clearly good in both sports, and you know we know it doesn't happen. You know, you're right. We're getting more and more kids who are you know heading a big time in the the recruitment races in Indiana. It's kind of a neat thing to watch as our our championship becomes better and better. Um, Tom Lemming, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. And Brendan, thank you so much for doing all the heavy lifting. Uh, we appreciate it. You're welcome to come back and join us anytime. As a matter of fact, I will call you next spring and get you back and and uh, walk us through our, our recruits here in the state, if that's okay. And uh, clearly, I want to wish you nothing but the best. Have a great Christmas and have a great New Year. And thank you. Thank you for taking time to be with us. Well, my pleasure, Bob. You have a Merry Christmas, and you too, Brendan. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thank you very much. Brendan King, thank you very much for that. What a great, what a great guy. What a, oh, that's uh, the guy him. right there. But he, you know, he's, the, look, when it comes to high school recruiting in football, he is the guy. He is the guy, and yeah, you alluded to his uh, high school recruiting book. I had the honor. I mean, this is really an honor. Uh, Tom came to South Bend uh, the last previous two years. As I said, we met a few years ago, and Tom did took a whole page out of his travel section of that book to talk about the South Bend Cubs, and we had him on the air in the broadcast booth too. So mm-hmm. uh, that was that was more than an honor, man. I mean, he took a whole page to us, and he talked about the broadcast and very kind words, and uh, he's the best. He had some nice things to say about you now. I mean, uh, for a second, I wasn't sure he actually knew you, but <laughs> but he was, listen, he was very, very complimentary, like he should have been, quite frankly. Well, again, he has been so kind to me, and, you know, I've tried to, um, you know, take that kindness to him as well. But, yeah, I mean, he's a huge supporter, and, um, you know, if, if God willing, the day ever comes where I'm able to be at Wrigley Field, I mean, he's going to be one of the first guys I'd call to, to join me in the booth for sure. All right, so you and I are going to spend some time, not too long from now, talking about your beloved Butler Bulldogs. Tough loss, uh, tough loss at Providence. We'll talk about the travel problems, <laughs> whether or not you foul. You know, we'll go through the whole thing when we come back after Brendan's scoreboard update on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Back to the high school basketball scores. Avon gets a nice win over Northeastern. 54-43 was the final. It was Rich Township out of Illinois taking care of Griffith, 84-50. South Bend St. Joseph tops St. Pius X out of Missouri, 86-65. Wapahani blew out Jake County 59-24. And Whitney Young, a premier high school program out of Chicago, they beat Gary West 74-65. Taking a peek at the Gibson County Classic. Wood Memorial 63, North Harrison 48 tonight. It was Evansville Modern Day squeezing past Ohio County out of Kentucky 56-49. And Princeton had no problem with Gibson Southern 47-33. The first place game between Danville and North Posey is still ongoing. Grant 4 tournament. 
Mississinawa by a penny over Eastbrook, 50-49. to It was Oak Kill blasting Madison Grant, 65-46. And then Eastbrook defeated Madison Grant by a five-piece, 57-52. The day ended with the second victory of the afternoon for Mississinawa. A 10-piece on Oak Hill, 69-59. The Indiana Pacers, tough loss to the Orlando Magic. Second win of the year for Orlando over Indiana. Magic are now 17 and 11. Pacers back to 500 at 14 and 14. 117 to 110 was the final score. Tyrese Halliburton with a 29 point and 14 rebound double double. Paolo Bancaro, former number one overall pick, with 34 points. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Kokomo Tournament, the Phil Cox Memorial Tournament. We've spent a lot of time talking about because. Number one, there's some really, really, really good teams. Um, some tremendously talented young men, too. So, J.D. Arland from the IFC Sports Network joins me. J.D., thanks for the phone call. You did some. Uh, you, you had the opportunity to be courtside and watch some great games today. So, you did. Uh, did you do the Warren Central Mishawaka game? I had the two semifinals, and, and thanks for having me on. Coach, it's great to hear from you. I had the two semifinals, so Kokomo South Bend Riley and Jeffersonville Mount Vernon. Uh, so I got to see the pass of Kokomo oh, uh, right. winning their home tournament for the first time. Well, you know what? They're playing at a very high level, are they not? They're, and it just seems like they're playing better and better. Of course, when you have uh, Flory Badunga anchoring the whole deal, but they're also you know, he, around him – Everybody's playing very, very well. They move the ball, pass the ball, shoot it well. They defend you at a high level. When you got somebody like that as a rim protector, uh, I can understand why, number one, they won, and number two, why they're playing so well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You see Kokomo, and everybody wants to talk about number 40, right? Bori Baduga, obviously his his, uh, 57th and 58th double-double. But today, the star of the show, at least in the morning, was Carson Rogers who had 22-14, and 14. Um, and Rodgers finished in single digits the day before, came back, completely reversed that. Uh, Rodgers actually has the rec- season record for points this season at, at 26, of course, finishing at 22 in this one, and then uh, in double figures in the night game as well. Rodgers is a great uh, number two guy for Badunga. Zion Bellamy, really fast, really fast guard that can cut inside and, and get to the, the hoop. Uh, and then Reese Beard uh, was feeding Zion Bellamy. Those two uh, have linked up for the past two years. So I think Kokomo is a lot deeper than just that 40 jersey that you hear so much about. Well, they clearly are. And, and you know, you have a, an accomplished coach in John Peckinpah who understands how these things work. And I think the other part of it, too, is that clearly being at home doesn't hurt you, but they're – they had great success last year. Those a lot of those guys are back. Flory obviously back. Uh, they're just progressing as you would expect a, a, a veteran type of basketball team to do. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think one thing that really defined Kokomo's play this tournament: every game that they won, they out rebounded, uh, and most of those mm. were defensive boards. Uh, so mm-hmm. rebounding really strong for Peckinpah squad. Obviously, it means a lot to them. They've hosted this tournament four times. They've never won it. Right. Jeffersonville year one, Warren year two, uh, Brownsburg last year after they got to the finals. So finally nice to see Kokomo cross the finish line. 
All right, you mentioned that game, the Kokomo game. You had the South Bend Riley Mount Vernon game. Uh, that was a great one. South Bend Riley, 49 48 winners over that. A Mount Vernon team that's young. I wouldn't want to play this team in two years, from what I'm, I'm told. And this Riley team yeah. continues to grow and grow. Yeah, behind the scenes for that one, that was the uh, the third place game. That one ended with a, a buzzer beater. We posted it on our uh, Twitter account. But yes, uh, one thing about Mount Vernon this year, uh, they're so deep. You know, they only have one senior on their entire roster. Uh, and uh, they started three different juniors. Uh, and then they were making substitutions as early as the second minute of play, trying to uh, do some experimentation in, in late December, you know, beats experimenting in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then mm-hmm. South Bend Riley, really, really impressive in the paint. Uh, they played Kokomo earlier, the tail of the tape, uh, and that one was a running clock, unfortunately. But South Bend Riley, uh, able to at least hang with them down low for one half. Well, that's not an easy thing to do. So, um these two teams, I, I think we talked to Greg Rickstow earlier. These are two teams who can clearly make runs in deep runs in the tournament. Yeah, I think four uh, A is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, where where did Mount Vernon come from? You know, with the loss of of uh, Luke Ertle, who's the starting quarterback on their football team, he's kind of the glue that holds that roster together. Uh, and he's been out. We're, we've been told he'll return in mid-January. Uh, but Mount Vernon is one to watch for years to come. Jeffersonville hanging tough with Kokomo all the way through to the final buzzer tonight. Uh, South Bend Riley, a very, very probable threat to the Northern team. Uh, and then, obviously, everybody wants to see the Rock Chalk Jayhawk, Kansas commit, Florian Patunga. Mm-hmm. He is all that. Um, and it's really fun to watch the the Flory Dunco meter at Memorial Gymnasium go up and up. <laughs> so, tell me about the Dunco meter. You got my attention. What, what is what? Yeah. How does that work? So I don't know the I don't know the the, the metrics on it. The uh, standard unit of one Dunco meet, uh, but <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the athletic staff, whether it's AD or uh, Dean Hockney, who's a, a good friend of our network or a student, or sometimes the cheer squad will rate Flory's dunks uh, on a scale from 1 to 100 throughout right. the whole game. Uh, and okay. so I believe we got up to I think we got up to 55 today. It was cool. It was cool to watch, the dunk meter That's good. Matt Arland from the uh, ISC Sports Network on the call, the uh, Phil Cox Memorial Tournament at Kokomo. South Bend Riley uh, beats Mount Vernon 49-48 for third place. Kokomo over Jeffersonville 64-57 for the championship. Matt, excuse me, J.D., thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for your help, and be safe over the holidays. Merry Christmas to you, Coach. Thanks so much for having me on. We'll see you soon. Thanks so much. Wapahani is ranked number one in 2A. Tonight they get a – this is a great win – Regular season win, Wapahani uh, tonight with a W. Matt Luce joins me. Coach, congratulations on the win tonight. Thanks, Bob. Merry Christmas. They're all good wins. That was a they're good all good win. wins. Counting, you betcha, sir. You you win at fifty nine twenty four. Clearly, your guys were dialed in on the defensive end this evening. 
Yeah, we had to face Coach Baumholt's zone and a very patient team and very deliberate at times. And and uh, it was a slow-paced game in the beginning. I think it was uh, 26 to 14 at halftime, and our guys just kept plugging away, trying to get good shots and moving the ball and broke it open in the third quarter. Yeah, it's one of these games where you have to just stress over and over the concept of patience. Patience, obviously, on offense. Patience on defense. Don't get nervous. Stay in your stance. You know, stay to your fundamentals. Don't run out of the defense. You know, those kinds of things. That's the biggest lesson you have to stress in a game like this. You're a smart man, Bob. Like, the the thing we kept talking about over and over is we've got to get good possessions and if uh, we come down and shoot it quick and miss it, there's going to be a two-minute possession on the other end. So um, it's helping our team to play different styles of basketball and different styles of teams. And um, tonight was a different one. It was on December 23rd, and most teams played last night. And we were at Jay County. We have not played there in a long time for Wapahani. So it was a new atmosphere for our kids. And our guys handled it with class. They're They're a – group of leaders and they're led by one really good player and leader in Isaac Andrews who had 25 and was the best player in the county tonight so he's just a good player it's a pretty good Christmas present too Matt <laughs> quite frankly everybody's going to have a great time now during the holidays Wapahani over Jay County tonight Matt Luce. Matt, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you and the family, and thanks so much for supporting me and our radio show, as you do. I appreciate it more than you understand. But have a great time, and best of luck. And, again, Merry Christmas, and we'll talk uh, soon. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for making high school basketball important and fun. Appreciate you. I appreciate the kind words. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Coming up, we're going to talk more basketball. John Herrick will join us talking some high school ball. David Deaton from WKLO. We're going to talk more basketball. Merry Christmas in advance, everyone. Get out and do what I did. Finish up your shopping. I finished it up tonight. So get get out. I was early. It's still early for me. We're back on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We have a victor in that Gibson County Classic final game. Danville defeating North Posey 74-63. Let's also check in with the Jefferson County Invitational. To start the day was the Christian Academy beating Carroll County out of Kentucky, 74-56. Trimble County out of Kentucky then defeated Shaw Memorial, 73-61. Shaw Memorial did rebound, though, as they got past Carroll County out of Kentucky, 55-52. Christian Academy also takes a win out of the day as they trample Trimble County, 57-41. And then to finish the day, a couple of Indiana teams, Southwestern Hanover blew out Madison, 68 240. Elsewhere, the Trine University Classic, Lakeland, a 10-piece on Fort Wayne Northrop, final of 59-49. Michigan City took care of Lakeland, and that was a final of 71-60. Wayne Trace out of Ohio, they demolished West Noble 66-35, and Fairfield beat Fort Wayne North 54-43. Again, that was the Trine University Classic. Butler Bulldogs with a tough loss in overtime today at Providence, 
Friars get past the Dogs, 85-75. Butler up towards the end of regulation. Providence hit a three that got them back in the game. Forced OT, and then Providence played terrifically in the overtime period, outscoring Butler 16-6. For Butler, performing well today, D.J. Davis had 22 points, played 39 minutes. Long day for Davis. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by... Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school basketball tonight. This has been the uh, all-Kokomo tournament show tonight. Nothing wrong with that. The Phil Cox Memorial Classic. John Herrick from the uh, ISC Network joins me. Tonight he has – so you have uh, my Quakers. Did you have my Quakers tonight? I I did, Bob. I had them in the seventh-place game. They beat beat New Haven 67-51. And then in the fifth place game, I had Warren Central knocking off uh, Mishawaka, sixty-one to fifty. What's weird though is that both of these games had six lead changes in them. Um, in in both cases, you know, one team pulled away from the other late. Warren Central pulled away from Mishawaka to win by eleven, and Plainfield pulled away from New Haven uh, to win by sixteen. So. Uh, you know, a little bit of similar uh, similarities in right, how they play right. out, but um, these games were tight early, and I gotta, I admire uh, these, these these players for playing uh, essentially three games in two days. I've never been a part of a mm-hmm. tournament where you play where you play three games in two days. I've been a part of where you play right. you play three in three days, but not three in two. So especially when you have to do it early, that's that's not easy. I would think that uh, that they would rationalize that in this day and age of AAU tournaments where you're playing five games in one day, this is not uh, something that they're unaccustomed to. I would argue that it's a little bit of a strain. But, you know, the, the thing you were able to see, John, just in those two games, think about this. Plainfield's a pretty good team. Warren Central's a pretty good team. And they're playing for fifth and seventh. Yeah, I mean, it just goes to show you the depth of the field. You know, yeah. Plainfield had um, had Warren Central on the rope uh, on Friday night, but then Warren Central erases a double-digit deficit, comes back and wins, and then Plainfield was pushed a little bit to the brink before they pulled away late against New Haven. New Haven's playing, you know, some pretty good basketball. I know they're 1-8 and eight right now, but they also don't have their best player, and their best player is going to come back in mid-January, and then their schedule gets a little bit easier. In Plainfield's mm-hmm. case, they they got a full deck right now, but their schedule actually gets a little bit tougher uh, towards the end of the season. But they're 7-3, and three, and they've played a pretty tough schedule to this point uh, already. One guy I think deserves to be commended for Plainfield was Eli Ellis. He just completely right. lit up the floor today. He was 6-12 of 12 from 3, and he hit four free throws, and he had 28 points. Um, just Just an incredible performance by him, but... Yeah, it was uh, it was it was well played basketball all the way around. All right, John. Also in his spare time, part of the IU radio network. When are you guys back in action? When do the Hoosiers get back into it? Uh, it is not until uh, September September uh, December twenty ninth against Kennesaw State. Um, uh-huh. So here you remember this game last year, Bob. Kennesaw right. State gave IU some problems. That game was tied at the half. And IU didn't pull away from Kennesaw State until uh, late in the second half. But they did close out the, the, you know, their play before Christmas with a solid win against North Alabama. Now they got to find a way to build on that, and, and that's not going to be easy because 
uh, Kennesaw State's no joke. I mean, they're they're a team that's been right there with it, and, and they're they're a mid-major team, but they also know how to play really, really well. So it'll be very interesting to see what they're able to do. And then conference play, back into conference play. Uh, that time of year, it, it's going to be a lot of fun for you. Yeah, and then you go, you start off conference play against Nebraska uh, on the road, and then you have Ohio State uh, at home. And ironically enough, those are two of the, the Big Ten has had some teams look very sporadic this year. Michigan has mm-hmm. struggled a little bit. You know, Michigan State hasn't quite been themselves. But, you know, Ohio State's looked pretty good. And then you also have to give a lot of credit to the way that Nebraska has been playing uh, under right. Fred Hoyberg. So uh, it, it's, it's by no means going to be easy. You know, you're starting off Big Ten play against some front-loaded teams. John Herrick, thank you so much for the call. Merry Christmas to you and the family. I look forward to talking to you in the not-too-distant future. Thanks so much, John. Not a problem, Bob. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Thanks very much. Scoreboard update coming up in a few minutes with Brendan King. Short break. We'll come back. Talk back. Welcome back, everyone, to Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. David Deaton from WKLO joins me. Wood Memorial beats North Harrison 63-48 today. David, thanks so much for the call. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Coach. And a, a tough day for the Cougars finishing in, uh, in the seventh-place game in the Gibson County Teamwork Classic. Uh, the Cougars mm-hmm. hasn't played this morning in the Eastern time zone, and it was a little earlier in the Central time zone Ooh. over at Princeton. Yikes. But uh, taking on a Wood Memorial team that's young but talented, and the, the Cougars got off to a slow start. It cost them today, but they really competed and I think played their best game of the tournament today to finish it off. Well, good. I mean, you want to. You know, the thing is, from a coaching standpoint, when you play these holiday tournaments, you, you want to learn. You want to be able to grow, learn, and grow. You want to win games. You want to win them all. But the uh, the most important thing is learn from what you've done, and that makes you better and better. Yeah, no doubt. And this young team with a young head coach in his first year, Ross Schultz, the Cougars really, uh, you know, Wood Memorial came out and they were on fire to start. They made eight of their first ten shots. And they have a sophomore forward, Parker Parker Condor, excuse me, he had four three-pointers in the first quarter. This kid was averaging 15 points a game. He had 14 in the first quarter. So he wow. led the charge early. The Trojans made their first five threes. They were up 25-8 to eight after kind of went back and forth the first couple minutes. But uh, Wood Memorial got up to a good start. North Harrison did rally a little bit in the second quarter, and they were able to keep the lead to 18 by halftime. But in the second half, they actually outscored the Trojans 32-29. to 29. So they really played well the last three quarters. But as it has been with the Cougars, they got hit early in this contest, kind of like they did against Ohio County, Kentucky last night. But for North Harrison, a very balanced effort. Nine of the ten players did end up scoring today. They haven't been able to quite get that number one score all the way at this time. But for this team, an encouraging sign there with only nine turnovers in this game against a team that put a lot of pressure on them in the half court. So a good effort today. And first time the Cougars had ever played the Trojans. And also the first time they'd ever played Gibson Southern in Ohio County. So taking on three unfamiliar opponents and getting a chance to learn and try to continue to grow through this for this young team, uh, certainly encouraging. It was the first time they'd ever played at Princeton. What a great facility for this tournament on the last day. Mm -hmm. And they did a fantastic job hosting. So it was a good day overall, but 
the Cougars, it's a loss, but a learning experience, and now they play their last game of the 2023 calendar year and get ready for January coming up. David Deaton from WKLO, Wood Memorial, 63-48 winners over North Harrison. David, thanks so much for the call. Merry Christmas to you and your family and everyone. Be safe. I'll look forward to talking to you in a few days. All right, looking forward to talking to you, Coach. Merry Christmas to you and your family and to everybody Thank with you. Indiana Sports Talk. Thanks. Thanks very much. Thanks a lot, David. Have a great night. Coming up, top of the hour scoreboard update with the man himself, Brendan King. So we got a little bit more basketball to talk about. Next hour, we are going to talk about the Colts and their matchup with Atlanta. We'll also talk about Purdue's big win on Thursday. Rob Blackman, the voice of the Boilers, will join us. And we'll also talk about the uh, Butler matchup today with Providence. Travel problems, just all kinds, just a wacky day for them. And we'll talk about that after the scoreboard update on Indiana Sports Talk. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.